Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am the madman and I have forgiveness in my heart because sometimes I fall asleep with my crack pipe in my mouth too. And sometimes I'm the one burping the worm in the Zoom meeting. So uh, I think I'm I think I'm going to have to change the euphemism for that now. Call it uh, J- Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go do some Jeffrey Tubin. I'll be right back. Anyway, uh, so I have a meh show for you today. I hope you enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, I just want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. For $3 a month, you get access to all of our video content behind the paywall. Or you could just send me money through the cash app, use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. I hate to keep harping on it, you know, but, uh, you know, that really helps to keep us in business and help me to bring you more content as time goes by. So I really appreciate it if you can go ahead and do one of those things. Um, if you can't do that, and I understand, you know, times could be tough for you, but if you can, you know, tell a friend about this podcast, share, find one of the videos that I have on YouTube and share it. And I would appreciate it very, very much. So yeah, I have a meh show for you today. So I'm going to go into my first topic because, um, you know, it's getting into that holiday season, everyone's favorite holiday season, huh? Halloween, Halloween. So I want to talk about ghost vampire, uh, ghost zombies, vampires, and Slenderman. So let's go through let's go through them all one at a time. Ghosts, seriously, seriously. Echoes from some past event or death or some other young in the restless drama you might be able to imagine. There's ghosts in the orbs. Get out of town. Get right out of town with that kind of nonsense. Dead people hang around shutterbugs just to photobomb. You know. Speaking of which. Since we are all taking exponentially more pictures than we were, say, 10 years ago, shouldn't there be more ghosts in the background on our Instagram? Because apparently, you know, they don't hang around plates of food. The ghosts don't hang around plates of food. (laughs) Or your ass. And people giving different names to different types of hauntings, poltergeists and all the, you know, you know who does that? Fiction writers. Fiction writers do that. So I have never seen a ghost And to be honest, I don't think anyone ever has. We are the dominant species, but our minds are still geared to look for more dangerous beings than ourselves. Even to the point of searching for magical floating mists of the past that move, that moves a hairbrush around or something. (laughs) All right. So ghosts, what a bunch of nonsense. Doesn't make any sense. If anything, I would say that when you die, uh, you, your, your ghost travels in time backwards. So you, you could watch your life if you want to, but you know, you're moving backwards in time until the moment of your birth. And then you be, you get judged. That's, that's what happens. Or it could be that, you know, we live in a very mysterious universe and there's, you know, so many dimensions that we don't know. And that there's uh, beings or things that can transverse all these dimensions. And sometimes when they scrape the time space dimension where we inhabit, and sometimes when they scrape through that, they could leave trails or echoes from a different area in time and space. That could be it. That could be it. You don't know. I could come up with better, better ghost stories than half the ghost stories out there. So next, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Zombies. Now, you know, 
reanimating something. Uh, yeah, it, it has some, uh, there is some fact. It's like there, it has some, had some limited success with some German scientists, I believe. And they were part of some group or something that got real and popular real fast. And so they weren't able to finish their work. But from my understanding, it's just a bunch of twitching dog legs and stuff like that. Or sewing a, a, a head, an extra head onto a dog. Say, look, mein Führer, a dog, a fully functional dog with two heads. With two heads, we have created a Cerberus. I'm Hans, he's Franz, and we're here to cut you up. Anyway, so they couldn't. They got the twitching dog head legs, and they did sewed the heads onto other dogs and so stuff. But the simple fact of the matter is that muscles and tissues they all react to electricity just like anything else made mostly of water. So when you see like something that is dead being, that's just that's just the nature of physics. It doesn't mean there's any life into it. I don't think you could reanimate anything unless. Unless you think that everyone who's ever had a near-death experience is a zombie. Now there's a thought. Uncle Mike was wounded in Iraq, nearly died, who was resuscitated. Now he's a sleeper zombie, and they will all strike at the next Halley's Comet. See, my fiction is better. Since we're, you know, dealing in bullshit. Let's go on to the next thing. Uh, vampires and, uh, vampires, I want to add cannibals to this category. All right. Vampires and cannibals. Now they're very interesting in comparison to these others, like the ghosts and zombies. They're very interesting because humans can drink human blood. All right. Uh, and they do. People have, people have drink, drank human blood. I think the legend of Bloody Mary is based upon a true story about some witch or (laughs) some, Excuse me, not a witch, a bitch who would kidnap uh, these uh, these young attractive women in her in her town or whatever like that, kill them, collect their blood, and bathe in it because she thought it was going to make her younger, you know. And then there's a uh, uh, tribes in certain parts of the world that would uh, like hollow out uh, trees or maybe use some sort of a hollow reed to pour blood in, in which they was was I think it was might have been the Aztecs, and they would uh, pour blood into the thing let it dry and eat it like a slim jim <laughs> so it's not uncommon it's not uncommon that people that humans have drank blood and been cannibals i i i think this is both kind of the same same category but i i mean from from voodoo to that scene in red dawn where they killed the deer it's all very similar ask yourself do i know what blood tastes like thick iron tasting too much salt usually served warm of course you know. You ever cut? You ever get a cut and clamp your mouth on it? Oh no! You never tasted blood, so I'm the vampire now, I guess. Whatever. And cannibals. Well, <laughs> here's the simple truth of the matter: is like sometimes people eat people, sometimes to survive, sometimes recreationally. Sometimes you're a you're a soccer team. Sometimes you're Jeffrey Dahmer. All right. I'm I'm not saying it's I'm not. I don't want to weigh in on the morality of it either way. What I want to say is that, you know, hey, that's a that's a harsh truth to come to terms with at any age, kids, is that these things kind of exist. Vampires and cannibals, they exist. Okay? There are people who drink blood. There are people who eat other people. All right? And so if you want something to really be afraid of, 
<laughs> that's the category to bet on, all right? I doubt it's going to be a ghost that's going to be messing up with your life. I doubt it's going to be a zombie, even if those zombies are the uh, are, uh, the fast runner kinds, <laughs> like in modern movies and stuff like that. I don't think it's all going to happen like that. And you'll notice these zombie movies, it's, it's always some infection. They always love in the, the, the contagion kind of plot, you know. Just to make people freaked out about everyone spitting when they're talking and stuff like that. And that's why you got all these people freaked out and in masks walking the streets these days. <clears throat> you know, it's all a contagion. That's gonna turn everybody into a fast running zombie. You know, just you can't get the blood on you if you've been infected, you know. And that's why that's why people reacted the way they did to all this bullshit. When anybody who who, who has ever farted with pants on knows that cloth is not gonna protect you from anything. Those little poo particles that you're smelling are smaller than a virus. Anyway. <laughs> but that's the thing with vampires and cannibals. You know, they kind of exist, but they aren't magic or anything. They are just messed up humans doing messed up things sometimes. We are the monsters. Get it? That's why we celebrate in October. So when it comes to Slenderman and other such interesting myths and legends, just don't be the monster. Don't be the dumb little girl, girl who murders other kids just to please the Slenderman. You can find your nearest monster in the mirror or on social media. We're everywhere. All right, let's talk about Jedi. You like Star Wars? I like Star Wars. I want to talk about the Jedi because I was thinking about the Jedi the, the other day. <laughs> And so I wrote this thing about Jedi domestic violence. Now, if you remember in um, uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, I think, was that the name of it? Revenge of the Sith? Something like that. Anyway, uh, Anakin choked Padme because he thought uh, she was banging uh, Obi-Wan. And some people suspect maybe she was. Who knows? Uh, so uh, she, he choked her. And that's basically domestic violence using the force. Okay. And so, and that happened at the fall of the Republic. But you got to understand that there must have been a time when there were no rules about the Jedi dating or having children in the Republic. There must have been a time. If there was a rule, uh, rules aren't created for no reason. Okay. So considering they, they start trading these, uh, training these little midichlorian inc incubators while still in diapers, what do you think will happen to them during puberty? Imagine those first experiences of attraction and dealing with sexual rivals. It could be lethal without the Jedi celibacy rules. Next thing you know, you will have young Jedi using the Jedi mind trick, doing, you will take me home and blow me now. <laughs> Plus, every woman, quote unquote, dating a Jedi would never break up with them unless it was the Jedi's idea. Then when it comes to home life, you could have the Jedi force, uh, the Jedi force choking his wife slash girlfriend slash mistress slash sex slave or otherwise using the force to bully the women in his life. You add something like a lightsaber into the mix, and the next thing you know, you have a Jedi's wife lopping off her own leg, trying to kill her Jedi husband while he's sleeping, <laughs> because she's untrained in its use. And if none of the Jedi were celibate warrior monks and in the early Republic, there must have been a serious rash of domestic violence, sexual assault, and unsolved strangulations all throughout the Republic. So... Because it's a republic, republic, that means that someone had to bring up the topic of Jedi domestic violence onto the Senate floor. There was some senator, there was a senator from, let, let's pick a planet, 
Dantooine, a senator from Dantooine is recognized. And Senator Dantooine is proposing this bill of the Jedi Celibacy Act, where because of the, due to this rash of all the Jedi running around doing whatever they want with people, playing with their minds, it's like we got to create the Celibacy Act because the crimes on women are the most dangerous and most horrid crimes that the Jedi are performing in the in the Republic. So they came up with this new rule. It got passed through the Senate. People voted on it. They went home and talked to their wife and kids. It's like, yeah, my friend was was mind-controlled and raped by a Jedi, Technic, forced raped by a Jedi. And then you could introduce new crimes, new crimes like assault with a midichlorian weapon or <laughs> something like that. They would, they would have to they would have to write bills and laws and stuff like that to get the stuff passed through and eventually neuter the Jedi Council, telling them it's like, hey, you guys can't you, you guys got to be monks now. You can't reproduce. You can't have relationships because it just gets ugly real quick when it comes to people using the Jedi mind trick or for, force choking some girl. Now we're lucky because this is a fictional society we are talking about, and we live in a society that doesn't have this. So there is no one around that has such power. But the Jedi are in the minority of the Republic's population. And I wonder if they would feel disenfranchised once this law gets passed. Would there be people out in the streets of Coruscant? How, or however you say the name of that planet. Holding signs that says, let Jedi love. Let Jedi love. I don't know. I don't know. It's a fictional world. And I suppose I think about such things way too much. All right, I need a little, I need to wet the whistle here. So I saw a, so I saw a vandalized Biden-Harris sign not too far from my home, about a mile from my home, along Route 3. Um, and here's the thing I have to say about the vandalized Biden-Harris sign. It wasn't me. <laughs> it, ser it, seriously, it wasn't me. Uh, but I, I really don't like the idea of anyone vandalizing any political sign. And it, uh, because I know that there's been a rash in, depending upon the community, you know, because uh, I live in an area where it's, m you know, mostly <laughs> red. It's mostly uh, right-leaning people in, in, in my area, in Fredericksburg. You know, I understand that there are, there are liberals, there are Democrats living in Fredericksburg, but, you know, people who are, like, uh, right-leaning, they tend to be out in the country more. I'm a little bit kind of out in the country. I don't know. Fredericksburg's getting big. And so, uh, and so, uh, but I still live in this area that is mostly, mostly conservative. And so, um, when you see a, when you see mostly Trump signs in your community, that's, uh, that's comforting for me, first of all. But, um, and then every now and then you see a Biden sign and it's like, oh, okay. And it's like, Hey, you know, we still, we still live around people with different, different opinions and that's fine. And so when I see any vandalized sign, whether it's a Trump sign or, 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 or Biden-Harris sign, that I really don't like that. I really think that that's improper. I think everyone has the right to their own political opinion, and you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't vandalize an opposing party's sign. You know? uh, I, I certainly do think it's funny when you booby-trap those signs because I believe that you shouldn't vandalize people's signs. And so I just, I, I wish that the Biden-Harris people hadn't, uh, had, had like booby-trapped the Biden side just, uh, because it serves, serves you right for being a vandal. And, uh, I think that, you know, uh, saying no to vandalism is, um, is something that could be bipartisan. All right. You have the right to your political opinion, even if it's, if it's stupid 
Like, <laughs> it was like, tell me why you want to vote for Biden and Harris without talking about Trump. You can't do it. You can't do it. That dude is still hiding in his basement, poking his head out every couple days, waiting to see his shadow. He's not going to see a shadow because he's going to lose. That poor old man needs to retire. Should be retired. He should have been retired a long time ago. We got technical issues here? Yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you. All righty, let's go on to my last topic before the news worth knowing. And, uh, okay, all right, we're, we're good, we're good, we're good. Last topic before the news worth knowing. So I rewrote, I, so, <laughs> so I rewatched uh, Gran Torino recently. I'm sure you know it. it's a Clint Eastwood movie. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's a really good movie. I really I really love Gran Torino. It's a good movie, and so um, I wanted to talk about something in terms of what you say versus what you do. Now I think that this goes a long way when it talks about all the uh, censorship that goes on today in our media, and uh, when it comes to I mean I'm not specifically talking about things like um, like news stories that aren't being dis- allowed to be disseminated by certain social media platforms. What I mean is like um, things that talk about like edgy subjects or controversial subjects, they tend not to be um, uh, <laughs> promoted. They tend to be shadow banned uh, when it comes to media like uh, like YouTube, Google, and Facebook, Twitter. And so uh, when, you, when you talk about these controversial segments, uh, subjects or even uh, use profanity and stuff like that, you know, uh, you can it, – it, you can you can face a lot of uh, uh, censorship these days because of it. Now, how that uh, relates to Gran Torino, I just have to say is like there is no reason you should be going around calling people zipperheads and slopes and all that kind of horrible shit. All right, but you got to understand that Walt Kowalski was a Polish guy, and people would you know go to his barber and call him an Italian prick, you know, and his barber calls him a dumb Polak <clears throat> all the time, you know, and that's just the way Walt goes through his life. You know, he comes from that era, that Korean War vet era, you know. And I'm not saying it's the right way to live. I'm not saying it's the right way to walk through life. But he was the kind of guy that did the right thing. All right. And that that speaks volumes above, above and beyond the actual words that he says. It's not what you say. It's what you do. All right. <laughs> you may be calling them spoops. Uh, spoops. Spoobies. He may have called them, been calling them spoobies. <laughs> and uh and uh, other horrible horrible names like Spooby and uh and all that but he was doing the right thing you know he eventually got talked into uh going over to these people's house now i think it first started with defending his property all right tao went in to steal his grand torino and he ended up you know catching him and uh <clears throat> and he's defending his property the next thing he knows is like because he failed at trying to steal because tao failed at uh, trying to steal his car the gang came by his house and uh were fighting him and as soon as they crossed onto uh walt's property walt's out there with his m1 m1 grand beautiful rifle i'm I'm surprised they let him keep it but apparently that happened a lot after the second world war even in vietnam it's like a lot of guys would get out and they'd be able to keep their weapon that's (laughs) kind of unheard of today but uh yeah so he had his m1 grand and like he just protecting his property, just protecting his property. And he ends up like uh, causing this uh, Hmong culture to feel indebted to him and make Tao work for him for a certain period of time. And so at first he didn't know what to do with them. So, you know, count the birds, you know, whatever. 
But then he used Tao this time. It was funny because she comes up and is like, it's considered a great honor. He was like, and to, and, uh, you shouldn't refuse it. It's like, how's this getting be put, put back on me now? It's like, like, I was trying to help. It, got, it gets put back on me. How's this all, what's this all about? <laughs> and uh, you can see his point being an American and not understanding their culture. And so uh, uh, he puts his kid to work. And he, so he, at first he had him doing you know, nonsense. And then he looked across the street at his neighbor's property and said, I bet you I can get, I'm going to put him to work fixing my neighbor's property, which is a good thing to do. Even if he says this, I'm just sick of looking at it. You know, even if that's his opinion of it, you know, and he's doing the right thing. He runs out of beer one day and gets invited over to their house and he sees like all their food. He has some of their food. He drinks their beer. He goes down, uh, hangs out with the kids, drinks some rice liquor, fixes their washing machine just because he's there. Just because that's the kind of guy he is. He fixes the washing machine. And then he gives Tao advice about how to deal with women. He may talk like a prick, but he's actually doing very good things. And then there's the real turn. The real turn of the movie is uh, when there's the drive-by at the house and the rape. And and Walt goes running over there, makes sure everyone's okay from the drive-by, and he then sits with them. Through that night, while they're waiting to see what happened to Sue, Sue finally shows up, and you find out what happened. And, you know, obviously, Tao and Walt are extremely pissed and figure they have to do something. Now, the entire time, he's spitting out this, all these horrid racial slurs. He's also spitting up blood because he, got, he has advanced lung cancer. He's, he's dying, basically. And so, uh, and he feels closer to these, these people he had been around, even if though he's, you know, called them racial slurs. Even if, you know, they, you know, he doesn't, he says he doesn't like them, but I mean, he, he would, he says he doesn't like them, <laughs> you know, uh, what's it? Yeah. He says he doesn't like him, but you know, he, you know, he really does because he's closer to them than he is to his own family. And you can see that in his relationship with his family from his granddaughter to his, uh, to his son and his wife and how they treated him. You know, it's like they just want to put him in a home, you know, and they, that way they could sell the house, take the money and so forth. <laughs> I'm sure that was their plan. I'm sure that was their plan. And I'm sure that a lot of, um, you know, it's just like the daughter wanting the car, the, the granddaughter wanting the car. You know, it, it felt impersonal to him that, that his, uh, that the way his family treated him in his old age. And so, you know, he had this closer bond to his neighbors just because he got, uh, uh, roped into all of this because of uh, a theft, defending his own property, and he could smell the smell the cooking next door, <laughs> and so he got he got roped into all this and became friends with them de facto, just because that's how he treats people in his life. All right, and he may be foul mouthed, and he may be spouting off uh, racial slurs, but you know what? He gave his life to send those guys to prison for what they did. And if I'm sorry, spoiler alert on Gran Torino, if you haven't seen it, but um, he goes and confronts this gang, and and considering he pulled a pistol out on uh, people before, you know, of course, you know people are going to hear about that. You know, they're going to assume that he's got a, he's got a gun on him. And then when he pulls out his lighter as fast as he did, they just opened up on him, killing him, and thus sending them to prison. I'm sure for murder. <laughs> I hope, and I hope for rape as well. Because uh, you can understand, you can understand the motivations of somebody like Walt, even if you're not the cantankerous old type who, uh, who, uh, (laughs) 
slings racial slurs around like bubble gum. I don't know. That's a bad metaphor. You know, just throw, throwing them around left and right. I don't come from that generation where we throw <laughs> where we throw those things around. I didn't fight in Korea. I didn't fight in Nam. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't grow up in that world. You know, I was born in '77. You know, <laughs> I'm a different ge- generation. But what's important about Walt Kowalski is what he did. It's not what he said, and that's why that movie is so damn good. Uh, Excuse me. So that being said, if you haven't seen Gran Torino, go see Gran Torino. I give it a, a 12 or 13 stars. It's really good. I'm not that familiar with Hmong culture, but it's interesting to look it up after uh, seeing that movie because, hey, why not? Why not learn something about a new culture? Absolutely, if you've never heard of it. And so the moral of the movie is cantankerous old men love Asian food. So let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing. <clears throat> so Glenn, <clears throat> Glenn Greenwald trashes media, quote, cone of silence around Hunter Biden email scandal. The Intercept founding editor claims journalists working with FBI, CIA, and NSA uh, to, uh, to manipulate the American people. Anyway, the, the Intercept founding editor, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, his name is a tongue twister. Glenn Greenwald accused uh, the mainstream media Monday of blatant, blatant rank closing and implementing a cone of silence around last week's New York Post bombshell reports detailing Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. Quote, I don't think the emails so far reveal a huge scandal, Greenwald t- wrote on Twitter. They so far established a standard sleaze and in D.C. corruption. The huge scandal to... The huge scandal to me is a blatant rate closing and code of silence, a prohibition erected by journalists around this story to defend Biden. Mainstream reporters have gone into overdrive to dismiss emails purportedly linking the 2020 Democratic nominee to his son's interests, with some outlets simply ignoring the story and others doing their best to cast the information as dubious. Greenwald challenged journalists, quote, to say with a straight face that they believe the emails relating to the Bidens are either fabricated or otherwise fraudulently altered, underscoring the fact that the Bidens just aren't saying so. Quote, there has to be some limits to your willingness to go to bat for them, he wrote. When you, when you report a huge archive, there's no way to prove the negative that none of it is altered, Greenwald explained. You investigate and confirm as much as you can, then use your journalistic judgment. The only way you can get confirmation is when the subjects of the reporting don't deny the authenticity. As journalists publish in private communications and documents that are incriminating, you know the subjects are, of the reporting will immediately claim they're fake if they are. And uh, he went on, of course they will. They will keep... Uh, they would kill the reporting. There's a reason the Bidens aren't claiming they're fake. During an appearance on Tucker Carlson tonight, Monday, uh, Greenwald rallied against House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, deeming him the most pathological liar in all of American politics for suggesting the emails are part of an elaborate smear coming from the Kremlin. Greenwald, (laughs) tongue twister name, Greenwald was also accused of, uh, accused the media also accused the media that of allowing the CNA, CIA to, to be manipulating our politics by taking cover for the Biden campaign by claim, claiming anonymously that the Russians are behind the story. Even if the Russians are be, were behind the story, why does that alleviate the responsibility of journalists to evaluate the emails and examine whether or not Joe Biden's uh, engaged in misconduct? 
Instead, instead, Greenwald claimed journalists have, have banded together with a common goal to defend Joe Biden, working with the FBI, CIA, NSA, not to manipulate their adversaries or foreign governments, but to manipulate the American people for their own ends. It has been going on for four straight years now, he claimed, and there's no sign to it stopping anytime soon. And you know he's right. I'm sorry that this is an opinion piece right off the bat, but uh, we have to talk about you know what's been going on about this Hunter uh, Biden email scandal. I mentioned earlier how about uh, how social media has not allowed like people who uh, shared this the the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's emails. Uh, they put a yeah put a mum on that, you know, gag order if you will on that because they don't want the <laughs> they don't want the story out because they want Biden to win because they are Biden Joe Biden fans. That's why they do it, all right. And and the whole point of the whole point of this investigation comes down to the idea that Trump had four years ago, which was the idea to drain the swamp. And I'm about all about draining the swamp because drain the swamp is a metaphor for eliminating eliminating the corruption in Washington. I am all about that. And you know who's the most most culpable? For the swamp are people who have been in government for almost five decades. People like that. People who have been in there for so long that they have the time, effort, and recent just and probably the boredom to to use their power, quote unquote power, to get make themselves rich. All right. Joe Biden wouldn't be rich if he weren't in politics. All right. And the reason is because of stuff like this. Because of stuff like this. And if you don't know the details about it, you should. It's basically, you know, Hunter Biden worked for Burisma, a, a Ukrainian or Russian, Ukrainian or Russian oil company. All right. Even though he had no experience, didn't speak the language, you know, all he had was the name. And apparently these emails may have details upon how that money was transferred or somehow involved with Joe Biden. And that, my friends, is corruption. All right. Corruption should not be tolerated in our government, no matter what, even if they're a presidential candidate. And you lefties out there are like, well, what about Trump? And it's like, you don't have, you didn't have nearly as much evidence, all right, about Trump's collusion, quote unquote collusion with anybody, as you do with the evidence involved in these emails, all right? You're making up stories about Brett, uh, what's his name, Brett Kavanaugh raping girls. That becomes headline news for months. Made up stories. You get actual evidence and you want to put a gag order on it. You are wrong, media. And thank God that there are media sources out there that will cover this story despite the censorship. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. F-22s intercept a pair of Russian bombers near Alaska. Now, here's the point. Don't get distracted from global issues because of all this bullshit happening internally right now. So two F-22 stealth fighter jets intercepted a pair of Russian bombers late Monday near Alaska just weeks after another incident required jets to be scrambled. The Russian Tu-95 Bear bombers flew 35 miles off the coast of Alaska but remained in international airspace. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, better known as by its acronym NORAD, said in a statement. Last month, a pair of Russian supersonic bombers buzzed the coast of Alaska, which were also intercepted by U.S. Air Force F-22 fighter jets. 
In both incidents, last month and last night, the Russian aircraft never entered U.S. airspace. The U.S. military routinely flies bombers and reconnaissance aircraft near Russia as well. The latest Russian flight comes as the Trump administration negotiates a potential extension of a nuclear arms control treaty with Moscow called New START, which limits the number of nuclear warheads each side can deploy. Late last week, Russian President Vladimir Putin said he hoped to extend the treaty for a year without conditions. His proposal was rejected by President Trump's national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, who wants to put a cap on stockpiled and tactical nuclear warheads. U.S. and Russian forces uh, are bound by the 2010 uh, treaty to cap deployed nuclear warheads at 1,550. There are also limits to, uh, in the treaty to the number of deployed long-range missiles, submarines and bombers, in which, and submarines and bombers which can carry them. So this is something that happens like all the time between the U.S. and, and Russia since the Cold War. I mean, since, yeah, since the end of, like, <laughs> of the Second World War. Is that, you know, we, it's, it's a show of force thing. It's like, hey, you know, we're watching you kind of, kind of tactic. And it's perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal to, um, for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, for Russian jets and uh, Russian bombers and American bombers to fly in international waters over international territory uh, uh, with their with their aircraft, even if it's near. But it also means that, you know, you're that the home country is going to scramble fighters to escort them and we'll take a good look at them. That happens. That happens all the time. That beginning scene in Top Gun where they they run into a MiG and they give them a bird. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't ever go down like that. That's insane. You would never fly a F-14 like that. That's insane. You would die. And so um, it, hap- it happens quite a bit, but you, you can't lose sight of these global issues. You know, there are countries out there that want to rip us apart. All right. And we're talking about countries like Russia and China, Iran, you know, th- there's countries like that. And they see all the divisions, stuff like that, that the media is stirring up in this. Our, our socialist media is stirring up in this country. They're just squealing with glee. They're laughing their heads off at all these idiots out there burning our cities for them. OK, we can't lose sight of that because I'll tell you what's not in the news. I looked all through the news. I couldn't find anything about Hong Kong. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really look at administrative uh, <laughs> international news. In all fairness, but I don't, I, you don't hear much about Hong Kong. It used to be a free city. I don't think it is anymore. And you're not hearing much about that these days for some reason. Don't lose sight of the global issues. We got real problems out there, not just a bunch of uh, whiny little children who are misinformed in school and wearing skinny jeans and dyed hair causing a ruckus because their parents didn't spank them and somehow the police are being told not to spank them. Let's go on to this next story. Ohio dad shot by shopper who says he, who was the Ohio dad shot by shopper who was angry. He held up the line cops say, and no suspects have been identified. An impatient shopper gunned down an Ohio dad for holding up the line at a family dollar. Police said Jeffy, Jeff, Jerry, excuse me, Jerry Saf, Safo, 32 of Euclid, was pronounced dead by responding cops Friday at the store in Cleveland, where he went shopping with his girlfriend and children, police said. Safo got involved in an argument with the cashier over payment uh, arrangements when he was checking out, prompting a security guard to intervene and escort him outside, police said in a statement. The pair were discussing the issue 
when another man who was angry with Sappho for making him wait uh, longer in the line came outside and confronted them in the parking lot, the police said. The security guard then went back inside as Sappho and the second man started arguing, leading Sappho to punch him, the police said. The suspect, described by investigators only as an unknown male, then pulled out a gun and shot Sappho before fleeing on foot, police said. Sappho ran to the back of the building after being shot and collapsed. He was pronounced dead at the scene, police said. No suspects have been identified in the slings as of Monday. Cleveland Police Sergeant Jennifer Siechia told the CIA, CCIA, told the Post. Sorry. Chiata? Chiata? Italian chick. Anyway, so Sappho had been engaged since 2017, according to, why are you, I'm not, I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Gone too soon was a quote, uh, read the Instagram post showing Sappho inside a car. Keep family and friends in your prayers. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> t- uh, two things. It's like when you're <laughs> in line somewhere, do, don't, don't fart around. All right. I, re- I don't like people holding up the line either. I'm not ready to shoot anybody over it or confront anybody in a parking lot over it. But, you know, that does irritate me as well. All right. And all you people sitting at a red light and you're the first car in line at a red light and you're gazing at your goddamn phone when the light turns green and everyone's honking behind you. You have one job when you're in a car and that's to drive the car. Quit playing with your fucking phones. Anyway, that's, that's smoke from a different fire, as they say. But here's the point. It's like, you know, move through, you know, move expediently. There are other people, other people waiting. There are other people out on these roads, you know, move like you got a purpose because it is irritating. I'm not saying that it's okay to shoot somebody. I'm not saying it's okay to confront somebody over such something like this. Absolutely not. And if somebody confronts you, gets in your face, don't punch them. Punch them means violence and violence can mean escalating to, to murder. And that's what we're talking about. I'm not saying this guy is to blame at all for punching the guy. And that's why he's dead. But you brought it to that level. You brought it to the violence level. I've had tons of idiots shouting at me. I think that's probably why they shout at you so much in boot camp is so you get used to it. So you could deal with it like an adult. Because people, people will lose their tempers. You know, it's one thing in the military when you be sh- shouted at to do more push-ups. That's one thing. Because you, I've been shouted at so hard. You, you're a disgusting fat body, Robbins. People insulting me, making fun of me, picking at my weaknesses. Absolutely, that's happened to me. And so some civilian out here at Dollar General isn't going to be able to even top anything my recruit division commanders did to me. All right? There are no words that can hurt me. All right? Because I'm an adult, and that's what adults do. Some guy's yelling at you, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm getting in my car and leaving. That's what you got to do. Just leave. As Michael Jackson said, just beat it. Show them how funky, I forget the fifth, forget the lyric, funky and pure is your fight. I don't know. I think it's another F word. I think there's an alliteration in there. You know, Eddie Van, Van Halen, God rest him, did the guitar solo on that. Uncredited. Anyway, so don't shop at Dollar General. All right. Um. Wow. Two more stories. We're going to end the show early. So, uh, okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, fast food run with school children 
leads to a DUI charge for a bus driver. The driver apparently made an unscheduled stop with a group of children to McDonald's. School bus driver from upstate New York is facing multiple criminal charges after police say she had a blood alcohol content over the legal limit while transporting a group of students. LaShonda Griffin, 29, apparently made an unauthorized stop at a local McDonald's in Rochester to pick up her breakfast while she had six students from the Gates Chili uh, Central High, uh, School District on, on board her bus, according to WROC-TV. News of the incident was shared in a release issued on Friday. The district statement reads, in part, We are sorry that these students and families in this community have been impacted by the unfathomable actions of one person. Please remember that this was the act of one employee. The district is proud of its bus drivers and their safety record of transporting thousands of, ch- of students each day without incident. Out of an abundance of caution, the district, the district is taking time to review safety protocols with all drivers. A student who was on the bus during the unscheduled stop captured a video of what appears to be Griffin leading the group out of McDonald's back to the bus. As seen in a Twitter post shared by News 8 WROC reporter Christian Garzone. That's, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. He caves ahead of the curve. The woman, the woman in the obtained footage was seen wearing a neon green vest and is holding a paper bag. Police reportedly found Griffin after the students were dropped off at school. She was found alone, alone inside the park bus, passed out and unresponsive. She had a blood alcohol content that was over the New York State legal limit, according to Lieutenant Robert Long, excuse me, from the Gates Police Department, Belch. New York State's Department of Motor Vehicles says a BAC of more than 0.05% is legal evidence that you are impaired. A BAC of 0.08%, 0.08% or higher is evidence of intoxication, and a BAC of 0.18% or more is evidence of aggravated driving while intoxicated. Representatives at Gates Chile uh, Central School District did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. However, according to WROC, school district officials say Griffin will face several charges, including five counts against Leandra's Law, a Child Passenger Protection Act, and more. So, as EK was saying, did the kids get anything? Well, I, in the video, the, she's leading the kids out. So, I don't know if they got anything or not, but the question is, did LaShonda pay? Because if she didn't pay and says, we're going to McDonald's, and if you can get something, you can get something, but it's not on me. That's why they recorded the video. That's why they snitched on you. And you should have just got them all sausage, sausage biscuits, and jelly. You know, that would please me if I were on that bus. <laughs> and you'd have had a pit stop at, at Mickey D's. A free sausage biscuit and jelly? You could bought my silence. All right? Here's the thing, though. I don't care about taking a, a quick detour for a Big Mac attack. I get it. I really do. But the question is, is you've been drinking. And I would rather, to be honest, I mean, if you have alcohol in you and you refuse to not do your job because you are not physically capable, legally capable of doing your job, absolutely get some food in your stomach. For God's sakes. I'd rather you let one of the kids drive. <laughs> Depends on their ages. Depends on their ages. So that is unbelievably irresponsible however it is like this like the school district said it is the actions of one person and is not like indicative of a pattern of behavior however however these stories of drunk bull, uh school bus drivers they uh they're fairly common they're fairly common mean mean is the other thing that, about bus drivers they're mean 
So let's uh, let's go on to this last story. I wish I could find a more happier story to go on, but uh, to end the show with. But here it is: Colorado woman cited after deer raised in home attacks Gore's neighbor. Wildlife officer found the deer with flesh blood covering its antlers. A 73-year-old woman in Colorado was cited with two misdemeanors after a buck deer she raised in her home gored her neighbor last week, according to officials. This is a terrifying story to me. You know, you know how I don't like animals. I'm scared to death of a lot of animals. And deer is one of them, especially a buck. Anyway, so Colorado Parks and Wildlife said in a news release that uh, Tynet Housley of Black Forest admitted to wildlife officers she took in a day old, days-old fawn into her home more than a year ago and raised it. Quote, we can't say it enough. Wild animals are not pets, <laughs> said Frank McGee, CPW's area wildlife manager for the Pikes Peak region. According to officials, the attack happened Friday morning when the neighbor was out walking her dog. The neighbor said she was surprised to notice the deer following her before it attacked, knocking her down and trashing her with, his, with its antlers. This is, these are quotes from her, apparently. Oh, my God. The attack went on for several minutes as the victim tried to run into a neighbor's house, then to her own home. Quote, repeatedly, the deer knocked her down and gored her, CPW said. The deer even continued to attack as she frantically opened her garage door. Now get this, the attack finally came to an end an end when the woman ran between two cars in her garage. My God. The victim suffered serious cuts to her head, cheek, and legs. She was also bruised and hospitalized overnight. A wildlife officer who responded to the scene discovered the deer with fresh blood covering his antlers and, aggress- that in a, and it aggressively approached the officer, according to the agency. The officer euthanized the deer and took it to CPW's animal health lab in Fort Collins to test it for rabies and other diseases. Quote, the deer's stomach contents confirmed it had been fed by humans uh, as it contained out-of-season foods, including hay, grain, uh, corn, and possibly potato, the agency said. Housley was cited with illegal possession of wildlife and illegally feeding wildlife, both misdemeanors. She was also issued a warning for possessing live wildlife without a license after she described keeping the buck in her home, her garage, and on her property, according to CPW. The two misdemeanors carry fines and surcharges totaling $1,098.50, the CPW said. Quote, feeding deer habituates them to humans. They lose fear of humans, and that leads to these outcomes that are tragic for both wildlife and people, McGee said in a statement. Injured and orphaned wildlife should be taken to licensed wildlife rehabilitators. (sighs) cannot overstate that enough all right they're not they're not pets i know they look cute you got to understand something about like uh mammals in particular and most animals in general when when they're real tiny and take a lot of time to care for them that's when they're their cutest and there's a reason why nature does that all right that's the reason why when you pop out a baby it's so damn cute because you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's cute. You want to take a bunch of pictures of it. There's a reason why the baby is like that. It's because over the next several months, that thing is going to be screaming its head off and pooping all the time. All right? It's, it's so you don't kill them. All right? I understand. That's why nature has, that's why like fawns look very cute, but you can't bring them into your home. It's like a baby chicken. Baby chickens are very cute at Easter. Yeah, that's great. Next thing you know, you have a dinosaur walking around your house. All right? 
So when it comes to wild animals, you need to leave them in the wild. Or if you find an injured like fawn or something like that, you need to call the wildlife people. All right? Because, because you are not qualified to deal with this. You are not qualified to deal with something like this. Being attacked by a deer in a garage is terrifying to me. I, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I know it. I know I'm going to have nightmares about being attacked by a buck in, my, in a garage. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's, it's October. I think it's like the rut season. You know, I think that started, or maybe it was last month. I don't know. And that's where like deer, they're, they're, they get super, especially the males. They get really ornery and horny and stuff like that. Horny, that's a pun. And so they get real, they get real crazy this time of year. And so this kind of behavior is not out of the ordinary. If you encountered a wild deer and it did this to you, it would not be considered out of the ordinary. But that's the point. It is a wild deer. Even if you had it in your house, feeding it potatoes. 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 Anyway, it's 10 minutes till 7. But I, I'm out of news stories. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you other than to go over to, to patreon.com slash radio, become a patron. $3 a month gets access to all the video content. I would really appreciate it if you could help me out, keep us, keep us afloat, and keep me providing you with more entertaining content all the time. Uh, also, you can send me cash value the cash app. Use the cash tag, radio, all one word, and I would appreciate it. Leave me a note, and maybe I'll read it on the air. Um, also, go to my YouTube channel. Search for Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube, and you should be able to find my videos. Find one you like, share it with a friend. There's a, there's some funny ones. I might be putting I might be putting up some videos on BitChute uh, soon as well. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes, and I'll I'll let you know about that more in the future. Also, I have books over on Amazon uh, for digital download. You can find them. Uh, search for the uh, author Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I have the Exit 13 series, three books that are kind of like ghost stories, good for this time of year, Halloween time. Exit 13 series, I have the uh, uh, the Bunny Years, a memoir. The Bunny Years, a memoir. Story about a superhero. And I have The Ravings of a Madman, which is a bunch of rantings like you get every every week here on Shock Monkey Radio. And this is the end of Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. You can email me, madman at fxvgpr.com. I'm the Madman, and I love you. <laughs>